Hi, this is Anne Lockhart, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 374 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we take a look at what's coming our way in August as far as movies and theaters and on DVD and Blu-ray, and our guest... Anne Lockhart, who played Sheba on the original Battlestar Galactica. She's going to be at Galacticon 4 in Seattle, Washington on July 31st through August 2nd. And you can go there and see her and talk with her and tell her or any of the other people that we've had here on On Screen and Beyond at Galacticon 4 that you heard their little interview on On Screen and Beyond. We'd appreciate that. And Anne will be coming up in a few minutes. We're going to talk about Battlestar and a whole lot of other stuff. I think you're going to like this one. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, it's going to be another busy week. A lot of things are going on. And what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness. What's coming your way as far as remakes in the month of August? Right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, there seems to be a slowdown all of a sudden with the remakes that are coming our way. But August 7th, Fantastic Four gets a remake once again. And then The Man from Uncle brings Napoleon Solo and Ilya Kuliarkin back to the big screen from the TV 60s spy show on August 14th. So get ready for that one. I always enjoyed the original Man from Uncle. And, of course, we had the original Napoleon Solo right here on On Screen and Beyond. You can go on our back episodes and hear that. And it was a lot of fun talking with him. And um, that's of course, was Robert Vaughn. Well, what do you say? That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies in August in theaters? New movies coming your way in theaters in August. Ricky and the Flash stars Meryl Streep as Ricky, along with Kevin Kline, Rick Springfield, and Streep's own daughter, Mamie Gumner. And that comes your way on August 7th. Also on August 7th, The Gift brings Jason Bateman to the screen once again in a horror movie. Also on August 7th, we're going to look for Sean the Sheep movie as it arrives. And Hitman, Agent 47, brings a genetically engineered assassin to the screen on August 14th. And Owen Wilson stars in She's Funny That Way on August 22nd. And also on August 22nd, Jesse Eisenberg stars as a sleeper agent in American Ultra. And on August 28th, Chris Pine stars in a movie about one of three people trying to survive after a nuclear war, and that's called Z for Zachariah. And that's it for upcoming new movies in theaters in August. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels as we head down to Sequel City? This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, normally in the summertime, sequels are just loaded. Every month is loaded with sequels, but this year, there's not. As far as sequels coming your way in August, Sinister 2 continues the story from 2012. And that was a surprise hit back at that time. And they've come out with a second one. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Square and Beyond, what's coming your way in August for TV on DVD? We've got it next. TV on DVD coming your way in August. August 4th, it looks like The Affair. Season 1 will be coming your way. How to Get Away with Murder, Season 1. I Love Lucy, Season 2 on Blu-ray. The Man from Uncle, Season 1. And Sergeant Bilko, The Phil Silver Show, Season 3. August 11th, you can look for Two Broke Girls, Season 4. Hell on Wheels, Season 4. And The Jefferson Season 8, Law and Order SVU. That's going to be Season... What is that? Uh, 16, I guess it is now. That seems like it's been here, been on forever. And Scandal, Season 4. And on August 18th, you can look for Atlantis, Season 2, Part 2. The Blacklist, Season 2. Grey's Anatomy, Season 11. Mike and Molly, Season 5. NCIS Los Angeles, Season 12. NCIS, Season 12. And NCIS New Orleans, Season 1. And... Once Upon a Time, Season 4, The Rebel, The Complete Series, and Rookie Blue, Season 5, Volume 1, and The Royals, Season 1. August 25th, Criminal Minds, Season 10, Elementary, Season 3, The Good Wife, Season 6, and Revenge, Season 4, and also The Walking Dead, Season 5. And that's it for TV on DVD coming your way in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in August? Stick around. It's next. <laughs> movies on DVD coming your way in August. August 4th, Child 47 with Tom Hardy. Chocolate City with Robert Richard, who was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check that interview out. And Divergent, Insurgent will be coming your way. August 11th, Hot Pursuit with Sofia Vergara and Unfriended. August 25th, Aloha with Bradley Cooper will be coming your way. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> we baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, it looks like on July 26th, it's uh, Sandra Bullock celebrating 51 years old and Mick Jagger 72. Kevin Spacey will be 56. And on July 27th, Bobby Gentry turns 71. July 28th, Lori Laughlin, 51. Sally Struthers, she's 68. 
And on July 29th, it looks like Will Wheaton turns 42. And July 30th, Arnold Schwarzenegger turns 68. And Lisa Kudrow turns 52. On July 31st, Rico Rodriguez turned 17. He was a past guest here on On Screen and Beyond just when he was starting out on uh, his brand new show at that time. And uh, it's, uh, you know, grown into this huge hit. And Wesley Snipes turns 53 on that same date. And Mark Cuban from Shark Tanks turns 57. And on August 1st, Coolio turns 52 years old. And as far as celebrity birthdays, that's it. We'll have more next week. But as far as listener birthdays, Benny C. from Milwaukee turns 37 on July 28th. And also on July 28th, Janice S. turns 57 in Los Angeles, California. That's it. We want to welcome everybody who's listening to On Screen and Beyond to join in on the birthday celebration. Simply send us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com your birthday, your friend's birthday, your relative's birthday, whatever, and send me the information of when they are. And like it turns out, most people now are just giving us their first name and their last initial. But if you want to give us both your first and last name, that's fine. There's no problem there. And also, uh, some people like to give their age out, some don't. And uh, that's fine, too, whatever you want to do. But we always like to know where you're from, just so we get an idea of where you're listening. And uh, all you got to do, like I said, just send that information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. All right, so happy birthday to all of you. And it's that time now. It is time for our interview. And Anne Lockhart is going to be joining us. If you remember Battlestar Galactica, the original, she played Sheba on the show. And, uh, of course, she was in a lot of other things, too. But this seems to be the one that everybody remembers her for. And uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, some other interesting stuff. Stick around. Anne Lockhart is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who started her on-screen presence at a very young age and went on to have guest roles on Knight Rider, Murder, She Wrote, Diagnosis Murder, The Fall Guy, and so many others. We most remember her as Lieutenant Sheba on the original Battlestar Galactica, and from July 31st to August 2nd, she will be at Galacticon 4 in Seattle, Washington. It's Anne Lockhart, and welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, Brian. Anne, it's a pleasure to have you here. And I know there's a lot of fans out there who just loved you on Battlestar Galactica. No. <laughs> do, do a lot of people recognize you from that role? Yes, they do. It, it, it's. I mean, I've done a whole bunch of other stuff, but that seems to be the one that everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I look over your, your list of, of all the shows you've done, and you've done... I mean, so many great shows. There were there were so many shows that you did guest appearances on, and uh, but I guess you know the the the, the sci-fi people are a, a very uh, uh, how can They're I put very it? loyal loyal They're yes very very loyal <laughs> they never forget. <laughs> No, they're very loyal and very kind. Yeah. Now, do you do a lot of the the shows uh, similar to Galactic Gone Four? No, I, you know, maybe a couple, like two or three a year or something, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Galacticon 4 is pretty big, you know. Right. I, I don't... I mean, maybe once every couple of years I'll do a really big one, you know, if somebody invites me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you I been think to... the last really big one I did was the last Galacticon, which was a couple of years ago. Ah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Have you been to Galacticon? I presume there was a Galacticon 3 and a 2. Yeah, there was, there was one in, um, the last one was in Houston. Ah. And it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you enjoy meeting the fans like that? Oh, very much. Very, very much. I love, I love visiting with people and, and, you know, getting to know them and, and hearing their stories. And, it, it, you know, I've had so many interesting um, conversations with, with fans who, who tell me uh, that I affected them, that affected their lives. And really? Wow. It, yeah, it's really, you know, I, I, it's rather amazing. Um, I had one lady come up to me um, at a show a few years back and, who told me that um, she watched me when she was a little girl, and um, because of me, she wanted to learn how to fly. And so as soon as she got old enough, uh, she took flying lessons as a teenager wow. and got her pilot's license. And I said, that's wonderful. What are you doing now? And she said, I'm a commercial pilot for FedEx, and I'm hoping to get uh, a job with a passenger airline. Wow. That, that, must, that must make you, make you feel really good to know that, I mean, it's a TV role, but still that, that you could inspire somebody to, to go on and do something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I certainly didn't wake up every morning and say to myself, oh, I'm off to, you know, influence a generation of young girls. I, I, I was going to work, you know. Right. And I, I had another lady, um, this was like within the last three or four years, who really was, was very moving. She, she said that she was bullied as a little girl by the neighborhood kids. And um, she said, whenever we play Galactica in the backyard... Um, she said, I was always Sheba. And um, the other kids said, well, why do you get to be Sheba all the time? And she said, because Sheba doesn't take any guff from anybody. <laughs> and, and that I had somehow inspired her to stand up to being bullied as, as a little kid. Hmm. Yeah, jeez. That... So, you know, that's, that's really um, the most um, pleasurable thing about about doing shows. I mean, aside from getting to see, you know, all my old friends who show up. Right. Yeah. But um, when you actually hear something like that, to think that something you did actually um, affected somebody in a positive way, it really is um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what makes it lots of fun, you know? Yeah. And, and it, I mean, there's a lot of it, different shows that things like that happen that I've talked with a lot of different people and, um, like one of the guys from Chips was on the show, and he was saying that you know a lot of officers have mentioned that they've they were inspired by his role that you know that, that he went on to uh, went and became an officer or, or mm-hmm. different things like that. And it's it's like you know you you wouldn't think that. I mean that's obviously that's not what you're trying to do when you start a show or or on a show. You're... Well, I mean I was always conscious of of, of the image that I projected in whatever work I did, mm-hmm. um, but by the same token, you don't, you don't say, I'm going to go and like, you know, convince people to do this as a career, you know, right. convince them to become a pilot or, or, 
um, join the police force. But when you hear these stories years later, it, it's really very rewarding, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, and, and you wonder how many people out there you have affected. I mean, you hear from one or two while you're at these conventions, but, you know, overall, with the millions of people out there that have seen your show, how many people have you really affected? Yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, mean, I don't know that there wasn't somebody in, you know, Romania who watched me as right. a kid and became, you know, was in the Romanian Air Force or something. You yes. know? <laughs> now, what's the the most popular question that people ask you when you're when you're at these conventions? Boy, um, I, I get asked a lot of. Uh, specific stuff like you know when you said such and such a line what did you mean or or <laughs> when you looked inside the crashed spaceship of in the war of the gods episode what was in there and, um you know i don't i can't really actually remember right. what i said 30 some years ago and and you know they've watched these episodes a lot more than i have right <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people tell me that the fans know these episodes inside out, and oh, they're so devoted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 we've had uh, several people from Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, on the show. Where Richard Hatch was on uh, quite a few years ago, we had him on, and uh, it's uh, it's always fun to to talk with it because it was a, it was a fun show. I mean, and, and it changed its its perception when it went into the the newer version. Uh, you know, it was a, a lot different than... Oh, it was a completely different show, but but um, it's very reflective of the times. You know, mm-hmm. when we, the original show, we were on in Family Hour. There was something called Family Hour back then. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they had uh, something called Standards and Practices, which were basically, you know, the TV censors who watched very carefully what you did in family hour. So it, it was a very different um, presentation. I mean, the new, the new Galactica was wonderful, mm-hmm. um, but it was much darker and, and much, uh, you know, was, was tackling a whole, basically the same premise, but the issues that were tackled would never have been allowed in family hour. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, were you ever approached to to be on the show? Like they they had a few people from the no no no. But I would have said yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have you know, kind of tied that up all these years later. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always fun to see see the people you know the, from the original brought in in some shape or form, whether it's a a, a regular or or even just an appearance. Just it just sort of it gives you a little comfort. You know? Yes. Yes. Was that role a role that uh, you were approached to be on, or did you turn around and have to uh, go to a uh, audition for that, or how did that work? The role of Sheba was written for me. Glenn Larson wrote it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been—he had sent me a script, a very original, an early, early pilot script of Galactica, which was basically about the men. And um, the I don't even remember what role he had told me to look at, but it was very small and not really um, 
I mean, it, it, she ran through it, but but not really um, a very strong character. Mm-hmm. And um, I was terribly flattered, and I called him up, and I said, I, I can't do this. I would want to um, do a good job for you, but I wouldn't be happy. Do- I'd never met him, but I'd worked, I'd done, I think, Hardy Boys for him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, well, we can always rewrite it. And, and I said, well, you have to understand that I have to, you know, make a decision based on what you've sent me. So I, in all my wisdom <laughs> of my young age, turned it down. Really? <laughs> yep. And eventually it was, you know, completely rewritten, and there were some wonderful female characters in it. And um, Jane Seymour never wanted to do, didn't want to do a series. So um, she she didn't want to keep going. And uh, that's when Glenn called me and said, I am uh, writing... I have the opportunity to write a new female character into the show, and um, I'd like to write it for you. Are you interested? And I mean, he was persistent. He came back to me after I said no. (laughs) I was just, and I said uh, yes. And he said okay. So he he said I'm going to have a messenger bring something to you, and he sent me the first 25 pages of the Living Legend, and I called him back and said, "What time do you want me to start?" Jeez. Now that takes a lot of guts, though, to turn around and refuse a role, especially Glenn Larson at that time. He he was having I know, a lot of shows out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, he, he obviously he wanted you. I guess he did. I mean, I hung up the phone and thought, I can't believe I just did this. And mind you, I was living at my mother's house mm-hmm. um, and had like no money because my my house had just burned down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I had like no clothes or anything. And and um, my landlords were, it took them five months to rebuild it so that I could move back in. But um, I, after I hung up the phone, I thought, I must be out of my mind. But... <laughs> You know, I, I I stuck to my guns, and I guess he respected that. Yeah, that's great. Jeez. Because back then, there, like like you said, a lot of the roles were not Well, this was in roles. the days of Jiggle TV. Right, yes. Hot pants and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was very good to me. I, I, he basically gave me my career. I mean, he really... I worked for him on every single one of his shows, I think, except one. I did everything, all of his shows. I think I never did the one in Palm Springs, but hmm. he really, his passing really affected me. He was very, very good to me. Yeah. He um, he was the first person to hire me um, after my husband passed away. My husband was killed in an accident. Oh, jeez. And uh, at the time, he was doing uh, One West Waikiki. Yes, yeah. And uh, there was a role that consisted of about eight lines that was supposed to be some local lady that they were going to hire. And he called me up and said, "Um, it's yours. I'm paying you top of the show. And um, my children were only three and six. And I said, I can't leave them. He said, no, no, they're coming too. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I brought my children and... and, um, my nanny to look after them while I was working. And, uh, he put me up and gave me a beautiful suite at the Kahala Hilton for like eight lines. Hmm, and, geez. um, he said, you just stay here as long as you want. I mean, after I was done, he said, stay. 
And the first day of work, when I went to the set and I saw him, I just gave him this great big hug. And this was only like, oh, I mean, it was like maybe eight weeks or something after Adam had died. Mm -hmm. And um, I gave him this great big hug, and I went, I can't tell you how grateful I am to be told what time to get up and what to wear and where to stand and what to say, because I'm not doing a really good job of it on my own. (laughs) And thanks to you for this. I I adored him. I loved him very, very much. Now, on Battlestar Galactica, is there any certain scene or, or episodes that come to mind for you that, that, that you like the most or uh, something funny happened while the filming was on or anything like that? Well, um, my my favorite episode, and actually I think it's a lot of us have thought this was their favorite episode, um, it was the last one, um, um, The Hand of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a, just a wonderful science fiction premise, and and it... It it really uh, it really worked well, and and we all I, that one was one of my favorites. Um, my first one, the, the uh, uh, Living Legend with Lloyd Bridges, that two parter was you know just spectacular. Right, yes. and it was so much fun to work with Lloyd playing my dad because um, his daughter Cindy and I had been um, in school together when we were little, like first and second grade. I used to have play dates at her house, you know. <laughs> wow. Huh. And um, War of the Gods with Dear Patrick McNee mm-hmm. was um, also a favorite. We just lost. Right, you know. yeah. yeah. That's too bad. Now, it was 93. That's a great run. Are you that's kidding? That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 true. Now, uh, acting, of course, is in your blood. I mean, all the way back to your, what is it, your great-great-grandfather and mother that were... In... Yeah, my my great my mother, my grandparents, and my um, grandfather's father. So that would be great grandpa. Yeah. Now, was that what steered you into it, or or you know, did you just give up and say oh, I'm going to be an actor still? <laughs> no, you know what? It's funny. Um, some they interviewed me. A newspaper interviewed me. Um, about um that stuff. <laughs> Uh, a couple of years ago, and the very last question the guy asked me, he was such a nice guy, too. The very last question he asked me, he said, why are you an actress? And I kind of, like, was taken aback because no one has ever asked me that before. Really? And I just, what blurted out of me was I couldn't help it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really true. I can't help it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know if I was genetically programmed, or I mean, I've done a bunch of other stuff too. But uh, you know, I'm I, I'm a writer, and I've I've done a little directing. But I'm I it just blurted out of me. I can't help it. <laughs> Jeez. Now I, I still have questions about your acting, but that brought to mind when you said you do a lot of other things. Uh, I didn't know that you were a a, a very skilled uh, horse horsewoman. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. I didn't get to that until later in life. Oh really? I, I didn't really. No, I. I mean, I took riding lessons as a little kid, and then I didn't ride for a lot of years. And then um, I started. Uh, I decided I wanted to learn how to ride cutting horses, and and uh, I was in my early thirties, and that's when I first started competing. 
Hmm. Now, okay, now, excuse my ignorance, because I don't know a whole lot about this, but uh, what specific things were you involved in as far as the horse riding? I know I, I read different things about, you know, you did this and this and this, but it meant nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have competed in cutting. Um, there we go. Cutting. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's kind of a long, cutting involves cows. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so does team penning. They're both timed events. Um, in team in team penning, you have um, oh, I would say thirty mm, thirty head of cattle down at the end of an arena. Okay. Okay. And each of them have a number stuck on their back. Mm-hmm. There's three number ones and three number twos and three number threes and three number fours. And, uh, of course, they're all mixed in together. And you have uh, three or four riders, and they are given a flag to go. And when they cross an imaginary line in the center of the arena, the announcer says your number is five. And the riders have two minutes and 30 seconds to cut three number fives out of that herd drive them back down to the other end of the arena and put them in a nine-foot square cattle pen without getting any other cattle across the center line. Okay. <laughs> you make it sound so simple. I've <laughs> team sorting, and I've done some barrel racing. Um, I've done reining. Um, just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> now, now, what directed you toward to, competition? Yeah, what directed you to do that? I love horses. Actually, what started me with... Um, cutting um i have a lot of friends who were you know weekend cowboys who were in the entertainment business and i i had uh i was sitting around with three friends of mine one was a guy who was visiting from texas and we said you know they we knew all these actors who were you know team ropers and and um they have celebrity golf and celebrity tennis and celebrity bowling. Mm. And, yeah. and we decided, why don't we have a celebrity rodeo? And we took our idea to the great, wonderful Ben Johnson, God bless him, who agreed to lend his name to it. And we had the first Ben Johnson Pro Celebrity Rodeo in 1983, I think, in Conroe, Texas. And our celebrities were me, Buck Taylor, who was actually now my father-in-law, mm-hmm. um, Bob Eubanks. Oh, wow. We had Miss America, and um, a local guy from down the road was the band. His name was George Strait. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and basically filled it out with a bunch of stuntmen because, you know, people would say, you're having a celebrity what? <laughs> And so I founded the Ben Johnson Pro Celebrity Rodeos, which eventually grew to, at one point, we were having them in five or six cities across the United States. We became the single largest uh, fundraiser in the uh, Gulf States area for cystic fibrosis. Hmm. And um, the offshoot of that, and I thought, at that point, I thought, well, boy, I better go take some lessons so I don't make a total idiot of myself out of there with these guys who really know what they're doing. Um, and there were several other uh, offshoots, one of which is still going, and I'm still on their board and participate every year, and that's the Roundup for Autism, which is in Fort Worth, and um, we're on our 26th year wow. this September. Huh. And we must... have 
It benefits the Autism, Autism, Autism Treatment Centers of Texas, which is also um, when I sign uh, when I sign autographs at these shows. I ra- that's how I raise my money for the Autism Treatment Centers of Texas. That's great. Gee. Huh. Now, when you mentioned, so, it's the combination of horses and a good thing, I guess. But... Yeah, yeah. Now, when you mentioned the celebrities that were there, I presume that they could all ride before this event, right? Oh, goodness, yes. We're not going to put people on a horse and get them hurt. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can picture Bob Eubanks you know, being on the horse for the first time in his life. You know, Bob Eubanks had his PRCA card. No, what's that? Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. He, really? Wow. Uh-huh. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> he, he, he's had his PRCA card for years. And wow. eventually, you know, once once these things kind of got going, I mean, we had everybody. We had Robert Duvall. We had everybody wanted to come. Bruce Boxleitner came every year um, to several of them. I mean, once they, once people got hold of it and and realized that they could do, Bruce is a great roper, hmm. um, and Duvall was a wonderful rider too. Yeah. Um, you know, Bill Shatner. We had we had like everybody. And we we had to turn people away Jeez. because we couldn't. We didn't have enough airline tickets to fly them there. You right. Know? Yeah. Huh. Gee, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to see. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, do you still uh, compete? Yes, I do. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although the last two uh, roundup for autism events. I have not been able to get back uh, to get there in time. Um, I make it on Saturday for the gala dinner. I missed the rodeo um, because I was in Los Angeles working on Chicago Fire. Um, and my daughter, this is so funny. My, my daughter is a very good rider as well. She had been in graduate school in France, in Paris, for a year and a half, and she had finished and had just come back home. And they convinced her to take my place. In the uh, in the team penning, and she called me and was just whining and went, "I haven't been on a horse in six years. I don't want to do this, but where can I find a pair of boots in your closet? And <laughs> you have a hat, you know." <laughs> well, she went out there in two and a half minutes, took first place, it penned in twenty nine seconds, and won a saddle and a buckle, and I just you know cleaned up. <laughs> Jeez, in twenty nine seconds. 29 seconds it took them to get um, three three head of cattle into the pen. Wow. That I mean, like you say, I don't know much about it, but that sounds fast. <laughs> it was very fast. I just was devastated I missed it. And I was flying back home that night, and when I landed, I was, I was flying to Texas. When I landed at, at the airport and turned my phone back on, it just went ding, 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 ding. Everybody was... <laughs> You should see what your daughter just did. Oh, my gosh. I was so proud of her. Wow. Jeez. Now, have you ever been hurt doing that? Uh, Any rodeo stuff? Not really. No? Uh, I I once whacked my uh, shin into a barrel, um, running barrels. The horse took the turn too quick, and, and I hit my shin pretty good and got bruised, but I didn't have shin guards on. You know, those girls wear shin guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The real barrel racers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that that would be good to have. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't really remember 
No, I, I don't think I've ever been hurt competing. Yeah, well, that's I've certainly had my pride hurt. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've made an idiot of myself out of there, but... <laughs> yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now you mentioned Chicago Fire. You, you've you've been, done quite a few of those episodes, haven't you? Uh, well, I do. Um, it's voice work, mm-hmm. and um, I do all the background uh, ADR that's added in later, which is you know screaming, wheezing, coughing women being pulled mm-hmm. out of <laughs> burning buildings. Yeah. But most specifically, I am the voice of the dispatcher. Yes. I, I'm the voice of disaster. I announce every car wreck, bridge collapse, burning building, <laughs> hospital explosion. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that when I was looking, doing my research. I, I saw uh, ADR and loop group and loop troop. And uh, I, I know you do a lot of voice work, so I presume it had something. I've been doing it since way before Galactica. Yeah, yeah. I you... mean, I, I've been doing it way before I ever started. Mid seventies, I started. Wow! And I've actually I've done a pile of like you know really good sci-fi movies too. I did BT, I did Starship Troopers, I did Total Recall. I'm, I can't even remember them all. Hmm. Jeez, that's that. You know, those are the things we don't notice. You know. Uh, yeah, you know. I, it's kind of my secret career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Do you like doing a voiceover work? I love it. It's yeah. it's the same. It's acting. It's it's. Oh yes. It's just the camera's not on you. It's the same thing. Yep. And you know wh- what other line of work can you be in where you get to go be forty people in one day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> True. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, when you started acting, I know you were very, very young. Uh, what was the first thing that you did, as far as you know, TV or movies or or whatever? The first thing I did was a short film called T is for Tumbleweed. I was four. Um, and it was nominated for uh, Best Short Subject for an Academy Award. Wow. Hmm. And then I would get to be an extra in the schoolroom on Lassie, you know, provided it didn't, it was over like Easter break or something, or Christmas. Yeah. It didn't interfere with my schooling because my mom, you know, didn't want us to miss school and I mean I announced when I was little this is what I want to do and she said that's fine but you have to go to school first yeah you yeah. Do, do whatever you want when you're out of school but um you know but I, I mean I knew it I, I knew it I knew it all my life I knew it since I was a little kid yeah yeah and you didn't like you say I'm looking over the list now of what you've done you know your happy days and canon and emergency and the hardy boys and the tales of the gold monkey and i mean it just goes on and on and on <laughs> i know well you know I, it's i love what i do and as long as it's dignified work i'm grateful to do it yeah yeah you know i'm not i always even you know when i, I always thought of myself as a character actress not 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 you know mm-hmm. i mean and i never really had aspirations to be you know 
Cheryl Ladd or, you know, yeah. I can't remember who I'm thinking, you know. I mean, and when people used, when I would do, I had a publicist, you know, back, back, way back then. And they would always say, well, like, who are your favorite actresses? And they always expected me to say, you know, Jane Fonda or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would look at the and I would say, "Oh, absolutely, Ida Lupino and Susan Hayward," and they would go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but they were my two favorite actresses, and still are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Anne, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, taking us away from your rodeo stuff and your acting and everything else. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much of a law and order and a law and order SVU addict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I've done, I, I, I've seen them all and I've done voice work on, I don't know how many law and orders I did. I don't know how many, I've probably done 20 some, episodes of SVU, voice work. Right. And I did Law and Order Criminal Intent. I did all those Law and Order ones. And, and that's why I got this job on Chicago Fire, because it's a Dick Wolf show. Ah, okay. Um, although I did have to audition for the dispatcher part. So, and I will sit and watch Law and Order SVU, even if I've seen it ten times. I just will watch that. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a junkie for that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and recently... There's a channel on my cable, I don't know what it's called, but they've been doing these kind of binge things um, where they'll run like the whole show, uh, every episode from beginning to end. And I just watched um, all of uh, Route 66, wow. not, not all of them, but most of them. And boy, that show was so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, and as far as mo favorite movies, boy... Um, hmm. I just saw Love and Mercy, which I just loved. That, was a little that depressing. Yet, the movie about Brian yeah. Wilson, Love yeah. and Mercy. Yeah, a little depressing though. Oh, it's it's. Oh, I thought it was wonderful. Though. Yeah. Um, and I will watch if I'm flipping around and the Grand Budapest Hotel is on. I will watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will always watch the English Patient. <laughs> uh, yeah. If if I if it's if I pass by it, it stops me cold. I will sit and watch the whole thing and cry like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also um, I'm very lucky. This is, goes back to my family now. Um, every Christmas, um, I get to see my entire family in the original MGM version of A Christmas Carol. Yes. My grandfather plays Bob Cratchit, and my grandmother plays Mrs. Cratchit, mm -hmm. and my mother plays Belinda Cratchit. She was 12. Wow. So I, you know, it's from 1938, and there weren't any home video cameras, and I get to see my grandma carrying a plum pudding in every <laughs> Christmas. Wow, that, that must be neat. That, that's really Yeah, neat. it's very cool and very unique, and actually... Um, I played Mrs. Cratchit on stage in Los Angeles for 10 years running, and both my kids played my Cratchit children. They grew up into the roles. Wow. So that was kind of four generations of us doing it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. And the other one is Miracle on 34th Street. My yeah. grandfather plays the judge in that film, where they, you know, they dump all the letters on his desk. Yes, yeah. That's my grandpa. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. So... 
you know, it's just so fascinating to hear you talk about that, especially old Hollywood like that. Those 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 movies like that, like you say. I mean, I, I watch, and I'm sure everybody else watches the Miracle on Forty Second Street all the time, every year. I mean, it's played every year. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you know you got to watch it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, and I, you know, I really hope that about those films, not not just those in particular, but all of that whole era, they were my education, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know that I would hope that there are a lot of younger performers now who who take the time to study that work and study those people mm-hmm. because they were you know they most of them came from the stage and they really they really were wonderful i mean there were some turkeys in there too but you oh, know yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know the the craft of of those pictures of the 30s and the 40s and the 50s were really that's, spectacular. Yeah, that's why they still show them. And it wasn't all about, you know, submarines blowing up or, you know, right. Yeah. Giant space people taking over the world, which of course is fine. Yeah. I I'll be happy to work if you want me to go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> be part of giant robots on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anne, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and everybody who has a chance and the opportunity to head out to Seattle, Washington for Galacticon 4, July 31st to August 2nd to meet you. That would be a, a, a such a pleasure to meet you like that. And I, thank I you. hope they do. And I hope they come up and say, hi, I heard you on Brian's show. <laughs> A big thank you going out to Anne Lockhart for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. She comes from a long history of family who are in stage, screen, and everything else. And it's so fascinating to hear the stories she has. And, of course, the, the things that uh, we really don't know much about uh, some of these actors and actresses that we talk to. It's always fun to hear those things, too. So we thank her for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you want to get a chance to talk to Anne, be sure to go to Galacticon 5 in Seattle, Washington on July 31st through August 2nd. And you can meet her there. You can meet Mark Goddard, who was a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, and Claudia Christian and all the others. And there's a whole lot of other people that are going to be there. You get a chance to get their autographs, talk with them, do whatever you want, uh, take a picture with them. Uh, It's just a fun time. If you've never been to one of those shows, they're always fun to go to. And Galacticon 4 is a big one, so be sure to check that out in Seattle, Washington, on July 31st, August 2nd. And we thank them for uh, making these arrangements for the guests we've had, and uh, we'll hopefully do it another time. Well, it is just about that time that uh, I want to remind you, if you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you're on iTunes, leave us a review. It'll help other people hear about On Screen and Beyond. And, of course, Tell your friends. That's the most important thing. Tell them to go back to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our rerun section, and you will see over 374 celebrities. And they will tell you their story, and they hear them all right here. And they're there for you to listen to. So you can catch them all. 
And we appreciate every single one of you listening. Uh, it's funny how people send me emails and tell me what they're doing when they're listening. And it's, it, it's just a, a lot of fun. A lot of people are exercising, and that's good. So uh, some are just walking around. Some are people working, whatever. But uh, we do appreciate it. So if you'd like to let me know what you're doing when you're listening to On Screen and Beyond, just email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love to hear from you. Well, if you have a suggestion, send it to me also at feedback at onscreenandbeyond. And we've got a guest coming up next week that was a suggestion. And uh, I'll tell you, it is an amazing story. You've got to be sure to be here next week because we've got a great guest. And uh, that's all I'm going to tell you for now. But uh, I hope you'll join us then. And like I said, tell a friend. And uh, this one is going to be uh, music-oriented, so I think you'll enjoy it. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Take care.